football careers are precarious things. As somebody who covers an NFL team, I can often fail to appreciate how much work and luck it takes just to get to that point in the first place, just to get to the point of a chance in the NFL. So today on the Everyman series, let's look at a few people who almost didn't get it. Welcome to the Locked on Vikings podcast. You like it on three, one, two, three, you like it! You are Locked on Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, Luke Braun, and let's find some joy today. You can find the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts, whether it is at any pod, uh, uh, podcast audio listening app like SiriusXM. Uh, or you can find the show on YouTube or Amazon Fire or Roku. Just download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app. And a special shout out to those of you who do listen to the show every single day. I appreciate you all so much. My hashtag everydayers. Sound off if you can. Today on the show, we continue on with the Everyman series. Uh, we will be covering today Harrison Phillips, CJ Colden, and Thayer Thomas. And all three of those guys had, for one reason or another, some more common, some you might not see coming, a moment where... Maybe this isn't going to work out after all. Guys that were just absolutely oozing with talent that everybody could watch them play and say, hey, this dude's actually going to go to the next level. But for one reason or another, what if it doesn't happen? We'll start with Harrison Phillips, who grew up in Omaha, Nebraska. And when he was in high school, he was dominant. But he was struggling in the recruiting process because... the competition that he played in high school was a little bit wanting, you know, as, as a defensive tackle, you know, a big guy, a lot of times you're going up against, you know, 16 year olds, you know, juniors, guys that maybe haven't filled out all these 180 pound centers, like that kind of thing happens in high school. And so beating the crap out of those guys is never going to be the most persuasive thing. Now, all these colleges and, and recruiters, they understand this happens all the time. So it's not where we're just going to dismiss you. It's, you know, Hey, come to our, campus, right? Come to the, we're doing this football camp, come to a recruiting event, come to whatever we can. Um, and then we'll, you know, we'll pit you against other players that we're recruiting guys that are maybe a little bit closer to the level of competition. We'll see what happens there. Usually that's no problem, but that can be a lot of travel. That's, uh, logistically a difficult thing to figure out, a difficult thing to pay for. And for the Phillips family, uh, this gets a little bit harder as well because Harrison Phillips' dad will lose his job uh, around the time when he needs to go to all these camps. So money starts getting tight. And as much as the parents try to hide it from him, you know, when you're 16, 17 years old, you're smart enough to figure it out. He overhears a conversation. He knows that that money's tight, that the parents are doing the best that they can and trying to keep this out of, you know, let the kid be the kid, right? He just wants to play football, let him play football, but he knows. Um... The only stable source of income they have is uh, his mom will have like a daycare service. There's like 10 kids kind of running around all the time. And that helps, but it's not going to be able to fund the like crazy year of traveling all over the United States that this kind of thing tends to require. And I can't help but think of all of the kids with possible NFL talent that just couldn't afford to go to the camp, never got found. 
they'll drive to as many as they can from Nebraska. They'll go to Iowa, Iowa State, Wisconsin, all these other ones. Uh, and basically, if you could get there in a day, we'll we'll figure that out. But there are other longer trips that they can't really do. Eventually, money's tapped. Uh, and when it's time to actually do college visits, they can only afford one trip. And the parents can't even afford it at all. Grandma steps in. Um, Harrison Phillips is very, very close with his grandma. Uh, They call her the Purple Lady because her house is all filled with purple. She's a big Kansas State fan. So the first instinct is, well, then let's do the Kansas State thing. He's actually got a a camp that he can uh, go to there. So let's make that the trip. But he's also getting some sniffs from Stanford. And if he goes to this Stanford camp, there's a chance he can earn a scholarship. Full ride to Stanford. That's pretty enticing. And so he's like waffling over his decision. His grandma, he's, he's talking to his grandma about it. And his grandma's like, screw my fandom. Oh my God, go to Stanford. <laughs> great academics, great football program, right? What's not to like? So Stanford it is. We're going to make the trip to San Francisco. So they have to fly out through Denver. They have to connect through Denver. Uh, and then they'll get into San Francisco. And their flight to Denver gets delayed. Uh, and then it gets delayed again, and they miss a connection, and then they miss another connection. An annoying thing, but for the Phillips family, mom and grandma are coming with, this is pretty vital because it's getting to the point where it becomes a concern on if they're going to make it to San Francisco in time, to Stanford's campus in time for the camp at all. Get you up late to that kind of thing. Um, this anxiety sets in Harrison Phillips describes this moment where you're, you're trying to get a little bit of shut eye before they finally get rebooked on a flight. That's like going to make it barely in time. Uh, if, if the flight gets off in time, but there's this limbo, you're sitting in the airport. There's nothing you can do about it. You just have to wait for hours and hope that things work out. You've absolutely no control. Uh, and your dream is riding on this. This is the moment where you go, if this flight gets delayed again, something that happens all the time and that I can't do anything about, I'm screwed. My football dream is dead because we can't afford to go to another camp, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a football scholarship. Um, Like, that's the reality. That's the thought process you're going through in the airport there. It does go off, luckily. He touches down in San Francisco around 5.30 a.m. He is due on Stanford's campus at 8. So it's a scramble, but he gets there. Um, Luckily, the first day isn't too much... Uh, physical work. There's a lot of meetings and registration and orientation, all that stuff. So he's able to get a good night's, get a good 12 hour rest. <laughs> they sleep for like 12 hours once they can finally kind of regroup. And then it's time to actually do the football stuff. And it, it's a it sort of follows a normal practice, but it's a mini camp, a workout kind of thing. And, and it's competition. It goes from individual drills to team stuff. And, and there is this one drill that he, uh, recounts that is the board drill that they have this like four foot piece of wood. You uh, stand over it. Another guy stands over it. You face off and it's just who pushes who, right? If I can get you off the end of the board, then I win. And if you get me, then you win. And to demonstrate this drill, coach picks a couple kids out of the crowd at random. One of them's Harrison Phillips. The other one outweighs Harrison Phillips by like 80 pounds. <laughs> But this is kind of the thing that they wanted to see, right? Hey, you're going up against all these small kids that are not NFL, you know, not not college talent. You know, this is a this is a major football program. How about here's college talent? What do you got? And 
to a lot of everybody's surprise, Harrison Phillips wins. And it's an elimination style. There's like a big bracket. So next round, he's up against somebody else and he wins and he keeps winning and he gets all the way to the end, to the finals. And he wins that too. He actually wins the whole thing. It's hard not to imagine that that's the moment that Stanford knows that, you know, this is going to be somebody that gets a scholarship and is on our team. And they call him with that news uh, later. He's in his bedroom. And the way he describes his reaction, he just like lays back on the bed, fully spread eagle and screams, <laughs> just screams. Uh, and then he realizes that he's still on the phone. <laughs> I'm sure those uh, those recruiting people hear all kinds of crazy stuff when they offer scholarships. But he tells his mom, his mom screams, he tells his grandma, his grandma screams. They're all so excited and he gets to go play at Stanford. Um, fast forward to his sophomore year there. He is actually slated to start. But in the first, the very first game, he blows his ACL and he's got to go in for surgery. Um, that's going to wipe out his entire year and sort of put all this momentum in jeopardy. Uh, for Harrison Phillips, though, it's not going to ruin everything. He will be able to, you know, of course, put together a good Stanford career, get drafted, Buffalo Bills now getting a good contract here and all that good stuff. Um it's not as precarious as a lot of uh, ACL injuries can be. But what really happens there when he's going in for surgery, his mom flies out to be with him during the surgery. And while she's there, she gets a call. Grandma had a stroke. She's not doing well. So she turns around, she flies back. And a couple hours after she touches down, grandma will pass away. Never really gets to see the career that manifests. It is incredibly unfair. It is incredibly unfair. That career would not have manifested itself were it not for an act of generosity by Harrison Phillips' grandmother paying for a trip to Stanford when his parents couldn't afford to. But Harrison Phillips is a pretty spiritual guy. And if you ask him, he'll say, she's watching from on high. And I think that's pretty nice. Uh, he now will start, once he's in Buffalo, he starts Harrison's Playmakers, a, a charity that you've probably heard a lot about that is inspired by it's it's a special needs football camp that is inspired by the daycare service that kept their family afloat during that really tumultuous time a couple of special needs kids were uh, a couple of the like daycare daycare clients so he grew this special soft spot uh for for taking care of those who need a little bit more care and uh that's what he has dedicated so much of his time to now with harrison's playmakers it's ultimately a story with a happy ending. And I think those stories hit a little bit harder when you appreciate just how close they were to not manifesting. I have a couple other of these that I uh, want to make sure that I get to. But first, I have an interesting little thing from eBay Motors. Uh, they have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you are prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we are going to provide you with players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway, you're probably should be starting to look into things for your redraft league. Vinny has picked out some eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. These are 1-1 picks. And of course, Justin Jefferson, right? It's got to be Justin Jefferson. He is a, not only is he the best receiver in the league, 
but he's also a target machine. When you're thinking about fantasy, I would take the the 15th best player in the league over the first best player in the league if I think the 15th best player in the league is going to get more volume, right? It's it's about target share as much as it is about actual skill of player and Justin Jefferson, also a target share monster. In fact, the fantasy value of everyone else on the roster is like hyper deflated because of Justin Jefferson. So if you have that one, one go grab JJ, you're not being a homer. Don't worry about that. It is actually the right thing to do. (laughs) Justin Jefferson fits with any roster and eBay Motors knows that having the right fit is the way to build a championship team. And hey, it's the same thing with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle are right at your fingertips, and you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And to make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth with reckless abandon, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up, because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. So for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for that green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you once again to the hashtag everydayers. Those of you who listen to the show every single day, I also want to point out the uh, history doc. It's a great time to go check that out. If you're craving Vikings things, how about seven hours of Minnesota Vikings history content? Skip through to whatever your favorite decade is. Just watch the 90s episode if you want. I don't mind. I would, I, I would love for you to watch the whole thing, but I'll take it. Uh, that is all at patreon.com slash NFL. You can find a button right there. No paywall, just history. Hope you enjoy um, moving on with the Everyman series here on the Locked On Vikings podcast. The next player I want to talk about is CJ Colden, the uh, undrafted cornerback out of listed out of Oklahoma, but that was a grad year. He played most of his college at uh, Wyoming, and he has this sort of surprisingly, but not that surprisingly, I guess when you think about it, common story origin story of the NFL. He loved football since he can remember. He was always obsessed with the sport, always wanted to play as a kid. And the way he tells it, his mom like snuck him into a football camp uh, or like didn't tell his dad that that we're going to go like take him to this football camp. And he ends up breaking his wrist. He's like seven years old. He breaks his wrist at the football camp. Um, I, I don't exactly know how that played out, but I do know that when he, was kind of coming back off of it. I mean, that for a little kid, that'll put you off the sport forever, right? But not for CJ Colden, who uh, once he's like running around in full pads in the neighborhood, once he's come off the surgery a little bit and he asks, hey, are you ready to get back on the field? Uh, and it's like, yep. And if you ask CJ Colden about that story, he'll readily tell you that he got four touchdowns in the next two games. <laughs> like he's like, yeah, and then I scored. Like it's... Totally burying the lead, but that's where the mentality is. There is this inner toughness that is just like innate, uh, where it's like whatever happens to my body happens. But okay, but did we score on the drive? Like that's what matters to him. And in high school, he will play both ways. He'll be a wide receiver and and rack up like gaudy statistics. He'll be a cornerback. He'll get interception returns. He plays special teams. All kinds of stuff. He's just this. What one of those incredibly 
uh, talented high school players that is all over the field and sort of defines the team almost like, where is he? Um, in one of his, uh, old, I think it's his junior years when this happened in high school football, there will sometimes be like a freshman that joins the team and gets all this hype. And at Althoff High School, Althoff, Althoff High School in, uh, I think it's Belleville, Illinois, Illinois, there is this kid named Jordan Goodwin, who is that freshman. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, this kid's going to be really good. And they're all really excited to get him into camp. And they all sort of treat him like that sort of chosen one. Except CJ Colden, who's like, all right, I got him every rep. And he he seeks out that challenge. It's this tailor-made football personality that we've now heard. I mean, we're deep into this Everyman series. We hear about this personality like so very often. And it's interesting to realize just how necessary it is to be exactly that insane. You have to be, especially to be a cornerback, you have to be just a little bit insane to... To, to play defensive back at the NFL level for reasons I've gone over and more X's and O's shows. I won't get into it today. But unfortunately, that that insanity can be your downfall as well. In his first season at Wyoming, he gets a little bit of a stinger in the second game. And then the next week, it was week three of the season, he will attempt to make a tackle on that shoulder and he will, I believe, separate it entirely. It is a gnarly injury. We got nerve damage. We have pain. Uh, but we also have a really long and arduous rehab process where he is not able to practice at all because he has to regain strength in that arm after the, the injury heals. Um, it's really, really frustrating. He talks about like butting heads with the trainer and just every single day. I, we've, we've spoken about it quite a bit on this show. When you're hurt and you're that young, everything moves so fast in the college game and everything has been accelerating so fast for you. You've been so good. And this sport has been the, your favorite place in the world. And now you, all you want to do is rush back there. But you know, when you, when you're 18, 19 years old, you can rush anywhere, but you can't rush here. You just have to take this really incremental day and say, great, I had a good day. I got 0.1% of my work done. Um, and getting back to full strength is, is this thing that will like, teach you a certain patience, but it's not even close to over for CJ Colden, who will end up playing a total of 19 games in a full four year career at Wyoming. Uh, three games, one year, three games, another year, six games, another year. And then he finally gets a full season. It is uh, it, the six game year is 2020, by the way. And then he, he finally gets that full season. Um, it is a, an ultimately unsatisfying college career for a guy that was, you know, the guy at, at Althoff. Uh, he will, I'm going to guess dissatisfied with his draft stock, but he'll say, you know, Hey, I, you know, I just, I really wanted to be ready to be a pro because he wants to go pro. He's going to go be in the NFL, but he feels like he needs another year for whatever reason. So he goes into the grad transfer portal and decides I want to go to, you know, one of these prestige programs and see if I can maybe get a better pedigree, right? So he goes to Oklahoma. Um, there he has to learn a different lesson. And I love the way that uh, Brent Venables put this. This Brent Venables is the, the DC at, at uh, Oklahoma, and he's struggling to pick up the new system. And Venables says, 
get intimate with failure. And I love that because throughout all of these injuries, these are temporary things, you know, they teach you a certain patience, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel where, Hey, if I just do what I'm told, this will end and I will be through it. Right. Um, with learning a new playbook, there is a chance that if you that you just can't learn it, that you just don't get good, you fail and you have to go the rest of your life fa- having failed. That is something that happens in sports. Losses are final. You don't get to go, you know, save, restart, retry. Um, and so I, I love that. Get intimate with failure and you will screw up on reps. You will get scored on. You will get, you'll give up a catch. He has to sort of learn that it's part of the journey toward maturity that everybody I think takes to some degree in college, but with athletes, it it gets to be documented in a way that can, you know, help us reflect on our own experiences maybe. Uh, but anyways, CJ Colden will, uh, play for the rest of his time in Oklahoma. He, he sort of has a breakout in, at Oklahoma. And now here he is as an undrafted free agent, sort of experiencing the, the the undrafted culture shock of going from you know four years ago you were you were the it man and you were everything to yeah you're on the third team we'll see if you make the practice squad you know to to just like not having a shot at the roster really at all unless you show up and really make a lot of waves which everybody has you know a puncher's chance to do it um, but that only in that like formal sense now you're the heavy 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 underdog. We'll see what CJ Colden does with it. Look, we have talked about somebody whose circumstances uh, almost kept him out of football, somebody whose health almost kept him out of football. But what if you had an opportunity to do something completely different? That is where Thayer Thomas ends up, and I am excited to tell you his story in just a moment. Moving on with this Everyman series episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast. Uh, Every time we see a college walk-on story, again, we are sort of spoiled. Uh, The story is spoiled for us because we know that this eventually works out. This dude eventually earns us uh, uh, an NFL opportunity. So when we hear walk-on, we can sort of assume walk-on that eventually earned his place and did really well in college, right? Otherwise, he wouldn't be here. But being a walk-on takes a good bit of courage. This is how Thayer Thomas gets to the NC State Wolfpack. He takes a walk-on gig. Um, He does not have a scholarship. To begin with, he earns his scholarship, I think, his sophomore year. For him, he has this really clear reason why he was overlooked. He got hurt his junior year, hurt his collarbone, missed like six games. So, all right, the tape wasn't out there. Recruiters didn't really look at me, but I can prove myself, right? Um... But very often with walk-ons at like Power 5 schools, you'll be declining. And I don't know if this applies to Thomas in particular, but something like that, right? You'll be declining perhaps a full scholarship and a good education at a smaller sports program, but whatever, right? You, you can still go somewhere that's a D2 school and get yourself a degree in an education and set yourself up for adulthood with a full-ride scholarship. Or you can pursue the big leagues risk having to pay out of pocket for all of college. And I mean, look at the news that'll mess with you. Take that risk and 
hope that you can play well enough to eventually earn the scholarship and make the team. It's like the college version of the undrafted free agent, except there is so much more risk happening. You know, after college, you you go into a, a camp as an undrafted free agent, you fail, all you lost was a couple of weeks, and you still got a paycheck. For walk-ons, your entire career is hanging in the balance. Um, but that's actually not the moment for Thayer Thomas where things looked the least likely to end up in the NFL, in an NFL training camp. That actually happens in 2019. After he has become uh, sort of a, a breakout player with NC State, uh, the former starters have all moved on to the NFL or otherwise. Um, but Thayer Thomas, who is a standout three-sport athlete in high school, and he will continue to play football and baseball in college, his dad gets a call uh, or gets a text saying, hey, your son's about to get drafted by the Red Sox. <laughs> pick 1007, 33rd round pick in the MLB draft in 2019. It is early June and headed into what will be his second to, or no, it's 2019. So it's well, what will go a, a pretty long way. This is like halfway through his career. He has a chance to drop it all and go play for a Red Sox farm team. It's tempting. It's pro sports. It's a, a chance to, you know, go make it up to the show, right? Um, I don't think that there is much of a chance ever that he's going to take this deal. He considers it, but the way that he and his dad talk about these conversations, I think he was always going to stay in football. Football is the opportunity he wants. His dad played a little bit of football. Maybe that has an influence too. Um, either way, Thayer Thomas will again bet on himself and his ability in football and say, no, bird in hand is not worth two in the bush. I want this dream. Let's keep playing. Um, Thayer Thomas is a particularly old prospect, and I think that makes people overlook him a little bit more, but that might not necessarily be fair in all respects. He is uh, He was an old prospect coming out of high school, but that was only because he started kindergarten at six years old. He just started late, and that's for no particular reason. It'd be just, just the way that things worked out. He just didn't get into school till a little bit later in his life. And so he's a little bit older, and that makes uh, these prospects go down a little bit. But I, I can't stop thinking about this fascinating crossroads where he can, NCAA rules say that you can be under contract for an MLB team, but if he's going to do that, he is not going to be playing football anymore. So it's this moment of, I have this opportunity to pursue pro athletics I just have to give up the other sport that I haven't earned anything in yet. I had like one good year so far. We'll see. He has bet on himself. Um, few more years, of course, you know, the next season would be 2020. And then he gets all his COVID eligibility and stuff to try to put together better seasons. He ends up going undrafted. And here he is in Vikings training camp, essentially trying to make the team on special teams. But the context of any you know major camp play or, or his preseason play or whatever changes entirely for me when I realize that this is sort of the reckoning with that decision. If you could have gone to baseball, you decided not to, and the best shot you get was one Vikings training camp and you don't make the team and you're out. 
it's going to feel so much different than if he ever does manage to make the team or even a practice squad. And suddenly that's, you know, five, six figures, figure salaries for however many years he can put that together. It's possible. And even for these roster long shots, these guys aren't trying to become wide receiver one, right? They know that they're not going to be wide receiver one, but there might be a living to be made in the deep catacombs of the Vikings roster that most fans won't pay any attention to. But I implore you to, because every one of these stories is compelling, so long as you know what you're looking at and what people are playing for. For Thayer Thomas, it's a legacy, a family legacy of athletics. It's vindication, and it is ultimately an undeniable passion and love for football that is going to break the logic of planning out your life. There is a true beauty in that, whether or not he is successful. Go get it, dude. Believe in yourself. I mean, shoot, he walked on, right? Now you're just the pro version of a walk-on. Uh, tomorrow will probably be more of this. We'll sprinkle in X's and O stuff every once in a while. So it's not all wishy-washy, uh, human interest stuff, but tomorrow will, uh, and for the rest of the summer, basically tell camp, we'll keep doing this kind of thing. I will see you all for that. And as always, skull.